Chiefs spin out. They're going to go to a single wing type play here. This will be a direct snap. It goes to Pacheco spinning. Now moving to the left side. Pacheco touchdown. Kansas City. The single wing again being used on the direct snap spinner. And all of the single wing coaches spike the ball with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And now the Chiefs have opened up a 25 to 7 lead on a three yard run by Pacheco. Man, it's so great just to have like a, ah, no doubt about it. Game was never in doubt, That's was what it, we Josh? Want, right? right? That was a beautiful a one on stress. Saturday. I like that just game. Just win a ball game and get out. I thought that was the best performance that we've had all season long, from start to finish, top to bottom, offense to defense, special, special teams, teams. Yeah. all the four phasers yeah. and everybody like that. Like, I thought that was our best game of the season, and there's no better time to start playing your best football, guys, than in January. And, boy, did we see it on Saturday night. What a great win for the Chiefs. They never let the cold become a factor, and they came out there, Josh, and did something that I didn't think they would do. I didn't think anybody thought they would do it. They threw the ball 41 freaking times in that game and had a lot of success throwing that football. What do you mean you didn't think I mean, they were going to throw Well, I, I didn't. Of course I, I, you did. I guess I, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I I guess so I the did. weather doesn't change what they do. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't. It, no, doesn't. it doesn't. And I, I guess they just went out there and figured, you know what? They're going to think we're going to run the football, so we're going to throw the football. We're going to make Rashi Rice a star on national streaming, and uh, it's going to become a a big deal. And they did it on Saturday. Like there was nothing in that game other than a couple of drops by Kelsey that I look at and I go, boy, I really wish we could have done this better or done that better. The defense played great. The offense completed passes. Rashi. Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes. They became stars before our eyes. Give credit to the offensive line. Mahomes wasn't sacked at all in that game. And they just won very easily over a disheveled and defeated, I get it, Miami team. But they went out there and I thought exerted their will and, and really crushed Miami and never gave them an opportunity to win that game. They, to me, fully played to their new identity. Yeah, they did. They absolutely they looked did. like yep. they accepted it. Yep. They did it. And they did it successfully, minus the first two passing plays. Like I was like, "Are you?" Like <laughs> they get the ball, they come out, and they're throwing. I'm like, "No, just give it a check or yeah, twice, and let's see football. where it goes." Okay, but then they like, okay, then they got the the, the first down conversion, and then right. I was like, "Okay, now okay, we'll then try." They figured it out. But I was right, like, yeah. it came out just throwing right away. I'm like, "Oh no, yeah. oh no!" And no, it wasn't good right no, away either. It was like, no, boom, it's like, just, let's boom, run it twice and see. But after they did that, then it was like, you embraced who you are, right? Defense. Right? right? Defense. Establishing the run game. Uh, whittling your offensive pass catchers down to Kelsey and Rice. That was and it. Then one, <laughs> and then maybe a one-off to somebody else, but yep. maybe not. MVS had one play in that game that was a big play that got him a first down. Other Justin than Watson that, had one play, like yep, just, just right. little one-offs. Just little one-offs. Watson, yep. yes! We're, 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 we, try, we tried that. We tried. We gave to it to you six, all season. To give six wide receivers an option every stinking game. But guess what? Now we're going to one. Right. And Kelsey. Mm-hmm. We tried to get a bunch of running mates. Found out you can't. You can't. So now the established guys are Rice and Kelsey. We're going a majority of the stuff to them. And if you happen to be open and waving your arms. Right. Then I might give you a look. Yeah. Absolutely. But I might not. You get a you get a no one no gray play. You mm-hmm. get one. The no gray play was Watson really play. nice too. You get one MVS yeah. play. Uh, good God, Hardman catch the ball, right? And, and tr- finish plays. What the hell is that? Um, 
I, I still think he'll make a play in the playoffs, but that he was, he was probably the other one aside from the Kelsey drops. That was the frustrating one. Like yeah. Hardman finished plays like the one where he's like, Oh, I got help. Yeah, you did. You did, finish but the finished play. the play. Looks finished like you could make play. an attempt yeah. at You could have made a play. Yeah. It was kind of frustrating, but um, those are just like one-offs like rice and Kelsey are, we've seen it. There's who we can trust. And we can also trust Pacheco to do whatever. And you know what? When CEH gets his opportunities, he's going to do it too. Yeah. And they whittled that whole offense down to the guys that are actually making plays, which mm-hmm. I loved. And then, um, and then the kicker is nails. Yeah, he is. I mean, In that, that weather last terrible night, kicking, unbelievable. Terrible kicking conditions. Unbelievable. You don't know which way the wind's swirling. It's blowing in your face. It's across the field. The flags on one end are going one way. The flags on the other end are going one way. The the flags at the top of the stadium are going. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just ooh. and he's just bagging them through like who cares? Right. Just and. Uh, and your your defense gave up one stinking play. One play. That's all they did. One, one play. play. One play in the entire to the game. the number one right. offense all year long. Yep. That put up 70 on somebody. They were scoring 29.2 points per game, and the Chiefs held them to seven. To one seven play. points. To and, one play. And, and, that, and that's the thing Unreal. that I, I look at and go, okay, this, this is why the rest of the league right now should be scared of what's going on here in Kansas City. It's not, it's not anymore that the offense is going to go out there and, and beat you. It's how are we going to score against this defense now? The mindset has changed inside facilities. And I, I want to go back to something that you said, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe before the holiday break. Remind I me think. Of my day again. And, and you said you used to tell people all the time that, you know, the chiefs are beating people on Monday and Tuesday, right? Because how good that offense was. And that's what was happening. You'd see the chiefs come up on your schedule and teams would over-prepare. Yeah. They'd <laughs> over-prepare. They'd freak <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't know what to do. And it'd be an absolute bloodbath on a Sunday afternoon because they were getting inside their heads. We've got the opportunity now to have that from a defensive standpoint. Because if you're sitting around right now in Buffalo, you've already got two less days to prepare for the Chiefs than the Chiefs have for you. Okay, finally, it's starting to come back to the pack a little bit. I'm sure Mitch will be very excited about this opportunity. If Buffalo does win today, they had a play on Monday. We played on Saturday. We have two more days of rest. They've got a legitimate short week to get ready for this game against Kansas City. Not only does Kansas City have a longer week, they've got extra days now to stay healthy. And they got off the field fairly early in that game against Miami too. It wasn't like you had to test yourself late in the game. So you had the opportunity to get off the field early in that one. Not if the play is hard in that game. The Chiefs are going to be a well-rested bunch going into Buffalo if the Bills are able to win this game, you know, tonight, this afternoon, I should say, um, against the uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Buffalo will win this football game. I think Pittsburgh is just too beat up. There's too many rumors and innuendos about Mike Tomlin. Like, there's a lot of distraction right now coming out of Pittsburgh at Appalachia uh, as they head up to Buffalo to try to win a football game. So I think the Bills are going to win this thing. But you know what now? It, the, the shoe's on the other foot because as soon as this game's over, Buffalo has to look around and go, yeah, we beat Kansas City a few weeks ago, but they just took the number one offense in the NFL and held them to one play. And and, and that's what it is. I'm not even going to say like seven points. They held the, the Miami no, Dolphins one to one play yeah. in that game. And if you're the other teams now in the NFL, it's no longer how are we going to go and try to outscore the Chiefs. 
it's like, oh my God, how are we going to score a touchdown against this football team right now? Because this defense is playing so good. And when your defense goes out and plays like the way that it did, it doesn't only create confidence for you, it creates consternation for those other teams that you're going to have to play. Because if you're Baltimore, if you're Houston, and if you're Buffalo right now, you're looking at the Chiefs going, oh my God, um, they're not letting anybody score. So how are we going to go win a football game? And I think that's when you start winning those mental battles. And as much as the Chiefs offense won those mental battles years ago, early in the week, I think we're starting to see our team on defense win those mental battles because they put up a performance on national streaming that 23 million people saw. NBC gave you the finger last night if you missed it. Yeah, no, we'll get to that uh, here in a minute. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, so ev- everybody saw that game and everybody saw that defense against the number one offense in the NFL go out there and basically pitch a shutout against. I mean, you look at you, you look at Aitchen's running numbers. He had like eight yards. I, I couldn't believe the way that they were able to Six hold down that nine running yards. Games. I was scared of that. dude. I, I was he too. Had 30. He had 30 total yards. Yeah. They held that and, guy down. And it wasn't they like because Mostert down. It wasn't like it was Mostert was going. He had 33 yards. And that hit the Tyreek healed. Deli- or that Trent McDuffie delivered Ooh. on Tyree Keel. Have you guys seen the meme when he hits him? His soul goes straight up just in the air. Like it just flies right out of him. Like this team right now is playing better defense. That was after Snead also anybody. gave him the throat, the throat punch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing defense better than anybody. They didn't let him run the a play NFL. inside the twenty-five. I know it was it, it was an they, it was an unbelievable their offense performance. Didn't see the red zone? No, not at all. On Saturday night, and and so I walk the, away going, how you scoring against us we may not be perfect on offense but you ain't scoring on our defense they adjust better than anybody i can remember Mm -hmm. within the confines of a game yeah i mean like there's like okay we got maybe giving this all right look tweak a couple things here and guess what we're shutting you down yeah like they get better as the game goes on it's a just a just an amazing so the scenarios have set up now Mm -hmm. the chiefs will either be the early game on saturday which would be 3 30 at home Against Houston. That's with a Pittsburgh win. That's a tonight. Pittsburgh win. So yes. Pittsburgh wins tonight. The Chiefs will play the early game Saturday, 3 30 at home against Houston. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Let's go, Pittsburgh. Awesome. Uh, or they will play with a Buffalo win, mm-hmm. the late game on Sunday, 5 30 at Buffalo. <laughs> Mark it down. You'll <laughs> be in Buffalo um, on Sunday. <laughs> I had I thought Pittsburgh could have a chance, and then right. I saw the schedule. I'm like, yeah. We're playing the late game Sunday. I could just feel it. Yeah. So uh, five thirty Sunday at Buffalo. Well, they, the NFL is going to want Kansas City and, and Buffalo in a rematch in Buffalo this time. This is this yeah, is what they just this haven't is had this game want. in Buffalo. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. This is what they want. This game they has not been in Buffalo since the COVID year. That's right. Exactly. So they get the opportunity, and that was in front of no fans. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire had himself a day that year. I'll never forget him running like for two hundred and fifty yards in that game. So. I think we'll be playing Buffalo. That's kind of just how I feel I'm about this for one. Pittsburgh. Rooting We're for all Pittsburgh. rooting for Pittsburgh, We're right? All Steelers fans, would right? Rather have a Steeler, would rather have a Steeler matchup uh, and then uh, play Houston at home. I'll Absolutely. Take, as good as C.J. Stroud has been, I'll take. Uh, You'll take anybody I'll at home take, versus going on that, the road. That, that, and I'll take first-year starting quarterback against Spag. Spag's yeah. locked in and locked dialed in. Locked in and man. dialed in, yeah. He's, he's probably got a game plan just, just frothing right now, so I'll. I'm like, I'll take that matchup any day. Absolutely. Of the week. That's the way it but should work. My, yeah. my, my brain tells me Buffalo will win and it'll be the late game on Sunday there. Yeah, so. it will be. That's probably what we're looking at. Kansas city, Buffalo rematch, Nance, Romo, CBS, the whole nine yards, the big game of the week.
weekend. People are going to be jazzed for that one. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the script writers have been yep. working overtime on this one, and the Chiefs go up to Buffalo, and I don't want to say get revenge over a regular season game, but keep this postseason train rolling they in the really, right direction. And right? really put the pressure on the Bills. And really put the pressure on All Buffalo. All right, so, yep. so last night during the uh, the late game, in case you missed this, so uh, they're uh, – they're throwing back to a historic night at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, I was like, I thought, oh, okay, cool. back when they're going to show us some some highlights and yeah. cold weather and whatever. And basically, they gave all the anti peacockers the bird. Yes, they what did. What a scene last night as the Chiefs began to fetch their Super Bowl title with a twenty six to seven win over Miami. A night memorable for many reasons. So many unforgettable images from the fourth coldest playoff game in NFL history. And the passion of NFL fans added to the record books. An average of 23 million people stream the game on Peacock, making the first ever NFL playoff game to be exclusively streamed. The most streamed event of any kind in the U.S. ever. Super Wildcard Saturday was also an all-time record day for U.S. internet traffic, with most of those people interacting with NFL content online. Congratulations to our Comcast and NBC Universal teammates, and thanks to Commissioner Roger Goodell That's and our partners at the NFL and all the fans on this record-setting collaboration, a milestone moment in media and sports history. <laughs> that was the biggest the story continues in Detroit. Oh my god. That gosh. was the biggest FU I have ever seen a television you network. You guys do. told us you wouldn't pay the yeah. six dollars to watch it. Well guess what? It's the most streamed thing ever. Yeah. How I does mean, that compare, oh. you ask? So twenty they claim twenty three million I, I, viewers. And I will yep. say they claim. Right. I don't know how you validate because I mean, there's nobody. Well, that, who's doing your checks and balances, they right? Are. Yeah, they, they are. are, of course. So they yeah. told you it's the most streamed game ever. Ever. Fine. Not the most streamed game ever. The most streamed Stream event thing. ever. Yeah, Nothing yeah. has streamed more Correct. than the Chiefs-Dolphins, allegedly, on Peacock. To put that into perspective, if it truly was 23 million viewers on uh, on Peacock, that was more than watched the Jags Chargers last year on NBC, which was 21.8 million. Again, a number that is, you know, pretty much made up as well. Uh, so I, I think when you're looking at those two numbers and if those numbers are the true numbers, right. Uh, and NBC has, uh, has found something. And so get used to it guys, because next year there is a streaming playoff game on Amazon, uh, that people Uh-oh. will be dialed into and, and, and watching. And I know some people were like this, but I ran into somebody on, on Friday night who said to me, he goes, I'm not paying for Peacock. I'm just going to go to a bar and watch. And I said, so you're going to spend more money going to the bar than you would on Peacock. And he's like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> You're going to spend, you know, how much at a bar for a couple of beers and a burger, you know, to to watch the game, right? Could have bought 10 peacocks. Hey, yeah. I, I, hey, I like how people were taking a stand. Like, I don't yeah. want to open the door to this. I don't want to open right. the door to this. But 20, the door's wide if, open. If it's, there are 23 million of you, then I don't know if enough of you close the door. That's well, all. It, it was more than watched a game on regular NBC last year. That was a playoff game as well. The exact same time frame game, the it's same amazing. window, it's amazing the same network. That. More people stream the Chiefs and Dolphins then watched the game live between Jacksonville and San Diego a year ago on regular over the air at television. And so if, if you want to say, did this work? Are we going to see it again? The answer is yes, the answer would be yes, it did work, but I didn't, I did not like the peacocking. No pun intended, pun in, fully uh, p- intended, fully intended yeah, yeah. 
of Mike Tirico and NBC last night at halftime. They started that off. I thought we were getting highlights. That was like an advertisement oh, packaged in highlights. Right that was a scummy fast. move by NBC. <laughs> right turn fast to a to a pat ourselves on the back. That was a total middle finger to America <laughs> by doing that last night. Call the game on my post game chat with the Chiefs number one wide receiver. We accomplished this this year, okay? Right, we got another yeah, one wide Everybody receiver. Yeah, We're yeah. number one. We, we got, got number one next. Hey, this is Trey Smith. We'll go with my guy, Bob Fesco, in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Well, Fourth and two, Miami at the Kansas City 45 yard line. 4.35 to go, first half. Chiefs leading 13 to 7. Tungavailo in the pocket. He'll step up. He fires a pass. It's incomplete on the near side for Tyreek Hill. This time, Trent McDuffie defends the play, and the Chiefs hold on downs at their own 45 yard line. Mitch Holtis on the call, 106.5 The Wolf, your free source to listen to the game. Uh, <laughs> and we did on, on Saturday. My daughter's watching the game For with her. me, and she said at one point, like, she goes, I really wish the uh, Josh and those other two would come out of the TV and, and, and we could have that broadcast on. I said, well, I said, the problem is, you know, it really doesn't sync up right, you know, because and so I put the Odyssey app on, and it was delayed from the TV and, and all that kind of stuff. You know how it works. I said, do you have a regular radio? And my daughter goes, yeah, we have one in the other room. And, and literally we do. I have a Bose Wave radio that my dad won years ago when he was working, right? So it's like from the 90s. And and it's still a great radio. And we listen to it maybe once or twice a year if we're in there where the Christmas tree is playing some Christmas music on Christmas morning. Hardly ever use that radio. And my daughter's like, oh, we got it in there. I'm like, oh, okay, go put on 106.5. And she goes, huh, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> and so we put on the radio, <laughs> and you guys were like a, a, a skosh ahead of the TV broadcast, you can see what's coming, then. but but yeah, exactly. Like you kind of saw what was coming, but it was actually, close enough. Actually, Mitch is that good. Actually, he, he was it predicting is. it. No, but, but he it was sees, close he enough, sees right? It before it's happening, yeah. Yeah, it was close enough where you could sync it up and and listen to you guys on the radio and watch on TV. And I'm like, boy, I'm proud of my 14 year old daughter. She's got this radio thing down because I don't think Jason Garrett. I, I think the entire NBC broadcast is is trash. I think it is crap for what is supposed to be the NFL flagship broadcast they aren't really good jason garrett isn't good michael smith isn't good i think chris sims gets worse by the day um tony dungy is clearly lost and just wandering aimlessly through the night jack collinsworth is like his dad owned fedex and so he got a job at nbc like i i just don't think it's a very good broadcast all the way i think Tarico's good but other than that there's not much good from that nbc pregame show or the game itself and so my daughter was getting fed up with it she's like please Please put on the radio so we can listen to our guys. And I'm like, okay, we can do that. Well, you the asked, future, and there you in go. In the future, when all games are streaming, uh, they'll be have that technology all wired together. All wired you together. Watch the yeah. Apple ones or whatever yep. they put together, the radio feeds, and yeah, uh, Amazon can, does a little stuff with. So when it, when we're when we're all streaming everything, right? And you're all mad. <laughs> it'll it'll sync up. So it'll be sync great. up. Yeah. Red Monday brought to you by the Xfinity 10G. Get a reliable home network so everyone can work, stream, and game at the same time. Uh, something that, that just kind of dawned on me, uh, the other day that we just haven't, we just haven't hammered home enough because you're kind of in the midst of the season or whatever, but right. everybody that was clamoring, like who's a number one, why don't we have a number one? Mm-hmm. Why don't we have a number one? When are we going to get a one? But who's a one? We're like, Kelsey's your one. Right. Okay. 
Don't worry about it. Can now be appeased. You have a one. Yeah, Rashi Rice, Rice is Rice number one wide receiver. Has developed into a number one wide receiver right before your eyes this right. season. You good? Yeah. Oh, no, because it's not a name that you knew is going it, into it, the season. Now, right? do they need more? I do believe they Absolutely do. Absolutely they need more, yes. You want a one? You got they a one. They gave you a one. His name's Rashi Rice. One of the best playoff performances we ever did see out of a rookie at the wide receiver position. And they found him in the second round. It wasn't a name that you knew, so people are always going to have that. Well, it's that. Uh, uh, Brad Feeds can't trap wide receiver. Da, da, da. So they got a number one wide receiver. He was as good as you can be at a game. And I went back and watched on on NFL.com. It's the official website of the league, Josh. Not sure if you're familiar with that at all. And they had all the Rashi Rice plays, and I was watching them over and over again yesterday. Not only was he wide open almost every single time, but him and Mahomes had a synergy that I haven't seen in a very long time between a wide receiver and a quarterback. It's, Mahomes was hitting him in stride. Rashi Rice was wide open, knew where Patrick wanted to be. Him. Like they were on the same wavelength, almost like Mahomes and Kelsey were in that Texan game when they were down 24 nothing. And Kelsey goes, I don't know why he threw the ball there. I didn't know I was going to be there, but Mahomes knew Kelsey was going to be there. That was the same wavelength we saw on Saturday with Rashi Rice and Patrick Mahomes. And you put up 130 yards or whatever it was you're doing some really good things that dude was open all freaking day long and Mahomes was fine and that was beautiful to watch guys so I was really you excited about one that now. enjoy it please I got a chance to catch up with Rashi Rice after the game the other night knees all bloodied up he took a kind of a beating in this game kind of was hobbling around for a while went down and came back in and showed some toughness as well in the win not at all not at all Feels a lot better after the win. <laughs> and a lot, a lot warmer after the win, too, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to get inside. <laughs> All right. Getting that first playoff touchdown. You had that football? Like I uh, of course. Of course I do. They're going to make sure I got it in my locker tomorrow. What was the uh, the mindset heading into this one? Looked like a really confident group tonight. What what was the what was the key? Um, Just to execute the things we haven't been executing and uh, trying to dial in just to make sure that we uh, everybody out here, you know, playing a role, and we're playing as a complete team. When you look at the scoreboard and see twenty six, mm-hmm. feel pretty good about that in a playoff game, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, we obviously know we could have scored a lot more, and we're, that's what we're going to work on. You know, this next week of pra- uh, preparation and practice. But I mean, twenty six and you know a dub is perfectly fine with us. And then you look up and see seven allowed by this defense. Putting to words this defense all season, really tremendous. Uh, I mean. I mean, dialed in, executing, and, and just being able to come out there and be the dogs on the field. It's great. All right, the playoff game feel any different for you? The speed picks up, the intensity picks up. Anything that you felt differently? Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely picked up. Um, I mean, but it, it picked up in practice before it picked up in the game, so we were able to be prepared for this moment. Felt a little slower when the game got to you, one yeah. of those kind of moments? Uh, 100%. How can you describe kind of your – your season now, how comfortable are you feeling in this in this offense now with a, a regular season under your belt now into the postseason? I'm feeling a, a lot more comfortable. Obviously, you know, like I said, I continue to learn every day in practice from these vets. So, uh, I mean, the more I get comfortable and the, the more I'm here, the more I'll get comfortable. But, I mean, right now I'm just confident. All right, you mentioned the uh, the elements and wanting to get inside. How, how tough was this one uh, in terms of cold? Um... It was pretty. It was really cold. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, uh, oops, the love of the game and you know just being able to really want to win uh, kind of overpowered the the fact that it was cold out there. Yeah, I think anybody who went 
Left that game going, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot warmer now. Feel, yeah. Feels great now after a win. When did you thaw out? Uh, well, I mean, as soon as you got the locker room, man, you're like throwing yeah. off layers, like super warm. You're like, get, get all these layers off. But, uh, but there was. So you yeah. did those interviews naked? Yeah. No. Oh. No. That would have been good. No. No. Pretend oh, like you were at no. the locker room at the gym. But it was, it was, uh, everybody was. How yeah, you doing? Everybody had the same thought. Everybody went to the game in the same thought. Like, let's get out. That was, that was okay. Okay. We did it. All right. We did it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Get, get somewhere warm now. My friend, my friend left at halftime. He had his old man with him and he's like, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I go, it was, but at least you can say you did it yep. and you were there and you had the experience yep. of being there. I sat on the couch. Will the Chiefs be heading to Buffalo next Sunday? Uh, We'll chat with uh, Bill's sideline reporter, Sal Capaccio, who's got his uh, shovel digging out next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Tune in to hear Nate Taylor every Thursday at 825 during the Chiefs season, right here on 610 Sports Radio. in on a Monday along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingler chiefs advance. Now we wait. The, uh, the scene is with a Buffalo win today. The chiefs will be at Buffalo on Sunday at five 30. Um, if Pittsburgh were to win, then Houston would come to Kansas city for a three 30 home game on uh, Saturday. So it's the first game or the last game. That's right. That's kind of where the, the scenario is uh, right now, but we have, I, the first time in a while, like I'm really excited for double header Monday. I, I am Monday too. Football. I can't wait. Yeah, you know? Finally, we get a game at our time. And I, and, and I was saying, I know <laughs> there's a game, lot of yeah. folks that got to work and whatnot. Three <laughs> 30 may not be ideal. Perfect. But for the last 15 years, I've been watching non-ideal Sunday night football games. So this one's for me. If I get, if this I get one's for us. More day, day, <laughs> daytime uh, weekday football. I mean, let's I mean, go. Um, this is like COVID all um, over again. Tuesday man. at three. Sure. Let's do it. All right, we head to Buffalo. Sal Capaccio is the sideline reporter for the Buffalo Bills. Joins us periodically here on the show. And Sal, uh, do you have the shovel? Are you digging out? I guess the biggest question is, what's the weather? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thanks for being on. Second of all, right, just like the league, right, to give the Chiefs two days extra rest. <laughs> of course. Buffalo. We all yep. do. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. They're all in cahoots over here. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I kid, of course. I mean, this had to be moved because of the, um, the weather yesterday. You guys saw the scene outside Highmark Stadium, inside Highmark Stadium. So I live in the city of Buffalo, and you know I, I, I'm guessing it might be a little similar in Kansas City in some respects. I don't know, but here for sure, like it, it really depends on a two, three mile difference can make all the difference in the world geographically about oh. the snow because of the way it comes off the lake. And I'm I'm okay here. Like we have we have snow. Like I'll I'll I, I shoveled a little bit yesterday in my front yard, uh, my porch. But at the same time, like you go by the lake a little bit more where it whips off there. And you're talking, you could, ha- you could have several feet of snow. Now, the weather at Highmark Stadium today, there's a lot of snow on the ground. Crews are there. They're shoveling. They're moving. Um, it's going to be okay to play a football game. But it's going to be challenging for people parking, getting inside the stadium. But they'll do it, and they'll be okay. <laughs> but then it's going to be cold. That's what it is. It's going to be like, not like you guys were on Saturday night. But it's going to be cold, and it's not going to have really much effect as far as the snow or the wind as far uh, in that coming. So was was the game canceled because of the pictures we saw on TV, or was the game canceled because, like, neither team could even get to the stadium on Sunday? Yeah, so just like last the last time it happened, and I'm glad you asked this question because Thank there's you. so much misinformation 
about why this happened. Look, the game was – well, it wasn't canceled, right? It was postponed. The game was p- postponed because there's a you, – you can't drive. You can't get into the region or out of the region. So, yeah, it's not just either team. It's anybody. Guys, we have a driving ban here. Let me just give you a little backstory so everybody understands here, okay? Last year, there was a Christmas blizzard. Now, we were in Chicago playing the Bears on the team right. charter as the radio broadcast. It was Christmas Eve. We could not fly back to Buffalo. You could not get home. We had to stay an extra night into Christmas morning into Chicago. In the meantime, that day and night, Christmas Eve and morning, unfortunately, and it's very sad, close to 50 people died here in Western New York, freezing to death in their cars. They ignored the driving ban. Emergency crews couldn't get to them. They got stuck in snowbanks. They tried to get out. They were in their cars. They were found on the side of the road, whatever. It's a, you have to take this stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. This stuff comes hard. It comes fast. It, you can't drive anywhere. The Steelers couldn't get into Buffalo until yesterday. There was no way they could have been in Buffalo on, on Saturday. So, yes, all of that. That's why the game was postponed. You literally cannot get in or out of the region in that, in that situation. We are just getting driving bans lifted this morning. In a lot of the areas. Well, Sal, and I'm glad you cleared that up because we heard the narrative because this is the way the national media works because they lie, just like Florio yeah. did about Andy Reid's future, which we'll get to. But um, one, mm-hmm. one of the things that they, they kept saying is like, I don't see why this game is being played in Kansas City. They canceled the one in Buffalo. Oh You're literally gosh. comparing apples to oranges. It was cold in Kansas City. And the NFL even released a statement that said that they're like, there's no danger in getting to the game. Everybody's going to be able to get there and everybody's going to, yes. it's going to be cold. In Buffalo, there was, like, downright danger. You couldn't go. Let me paint a picture for everybody, okay? And I'm going to give my buddy Matt Perino from Syracuse.com. You guys have had him on before. He Mm -hmm. actually tweeted this, and it was great. It was great. It's a great way to to visualize it. Let's just say they said, we're going to play this game. 70,000 people went to Orchard Park. And then during the game, you have this kind of weather that paralyzes everybody from getting home, and no one can get out of the stadium. People are trying to. You have mass, you know, mm-hmm. you can't get ambulances. You can't get first responders anywhere. This is the, this is the issue. Of course, we've played cold games here, guys. We played, the, the, the Chiefs came here in 2021 in the wildcard weekend, and that's what we call here the perfect game. The Bills scored in every possession. That was like you guys had the other night. It was the same weather. You play cold games here. It's about the travel. Right. You can't get in or out of the city. And that it, it, first responders, you know, you, you want to be mad about it? What would happen if, you know, grandma or grandpa, you know, you have all these resources at the stadium and nobody can get to grandma and grandpa because something's going out at their house and, you know, something tragic happens because the ambulances can't get in or out. I mean, that, that's the kind of thing you have to think about. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they obviously made the right call and all that, giving the Chiefs an extra couple of days of rest, as you mentioned at the beginning, <laughs> yeah, the, which, yeah, the, the which we're all over because we got screwed in December. Like, everybody had considerable more amount of rest before they played Kansas City. So we're getting a little payback Chiefs, on that they one. They threw the Chiefs a bone with how, two extra days. How does, how does Buffalo, though, not look ahead on a team that, you know, has a questionable head coach right now? There's some rumors about him that he may step down. They have Mason Rudolph as their quarterback. T.J. Watts not like. How does Buffalo not look ahead to uh, to Kansas City and overlook this game this afternoon? Well, the same way they haven't for the last six weeks. They've been playing for their playoff lives for the last six weeks. They've had to win, 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 win. Right? Five weeks, whatever it is. Um, they've won six out of seven, five in a row. There's no tomorrow, right? If you lose, there's no tomorrow. You can't look ahead. And I think that you know throughout Sean McDermott's tenure no matter how they've gotten into the playoffs, what position they're in, they've always been good at that, you know, and granted, you know, they've had exits, obviously in Kansas City, those things happen. You play good teams, 
But the Bills, you know, they know not to look ahead. And then, by the way, how about not looking any further than last night and watching the seven seed beat the living heck out of a two seed, right, with the Packers and, and the Cowboys? You know these things can happen. So, you know, the Bills aren't going to look ahead. Um, they know they know what they have to do each and every week. And, you know, I, I mean, on the other side of it, if you can, we've been saying this morning, guys, Buffalo's got to be America's team. You've got to have Patrick Mahomes on the road one time in his playoff career, right? So America needs to see Patrick Mahomes play a playoff game on the road. So everybody needs to cheer. America needs to root for the Buffalo Bills today. We are looking ahead to that as the media, but the team can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody did. No. Patrick Mahomes can play every single playoff game at home. That's a complete misnomer. <laughs> uh, you've had a, a just an interesting season, though. I mean, the Bills look like, okay, man, they're going to really, as you mentioned, fight for their playoff lives to maybe they're out to obviously the, the last weekend of the season being a scenario in which now the, the, the best case scenario worked out, a two seed versus being out of the playoffs. I mean, what a, what a run, a roller coaster run this has been. What a wild scenario. You can go from the two seed to out going in the last weekend. Crazy. You're right. It's incredible. And because everything, there was one game that fell that they needed to get them in the playoffs. That was, you know, Tennessee. By the way, Bills fans should be sending Mike Vrabel. I mean, I know he's gone now. They're in Tennessee. A bunch of Christmas cards. They go to Miami and beat them to keep the division alive. And that big, you know, that incredible upset. And then they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars to get the Bills into a position that they're in the playoffs and can kind of relax a little bit, you know, and not have the tension of not being in when they beat the Miami Dolphins. Then they get the two seed. It has been an uneven season. The coordinator change in the middle of the season. They go from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. And then just lots of injuries on the defensive side. They've had to piece it together. You know, early in the season, weeks four and five guys, they lose lose Tredavious White. They lose Daquan Jones. They lose Matt Milano. Three really great players. And, you know, since then, though, they can't replace – Milano or White. They're not coming back. Daquan Jones has come back. He did not play against the Chiefs that first time around. I also know Pacheco didn't play against the Bills, you know, so a couple guys were out. But, you know, it's been a it, it's been a, a nice lift for this defense to start to, you know, get some guys back. But more than anything, they they trade for Rasul Douglas, which is really good. And I think guys, Sean McDermott's done an amazing job of just understanding what roles guys can play, where they can put them. So that's helped a lot. And then, you know, you always have I mean Josh Allen's Josh Allen, right? People talk about his inter- interceptions. Well, look, I mean, the, the kind of player he is and Pat is, right? I mean, those things are going to happen sometimes. You take away their greatness if you just have them, you know, not be a, if, if you have them be afraid of throwing the ball to the other team every once in a while. They're going to make take chances, and that happened. And I heard a lot of stuff about Josh Allen and turnovers. Look, I mean, those things happen. But Josh also led the league in touchdowns this year, so um, it's been an uneven season in some regards. At the same time, I think the Bills at the end of the day. 11 wins was over their total in Vegas, right? And, I mean, at the end of the day, they actually did more than some people even expected. No doubt. Don't give it all away. We want to talk to you on Friday and preview this one. So we can't, ah, we can't start go. previewing the Chiefs and Buffalo yeah. yet. You guys got to take care of business this afternoon. And, Sal, and so. selfishly, I wanted the early game on Saturday at home versus yeah. the late game on Sunday. You know, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I know you what know. you want. I, I know. know. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. We, uh, <laughs> we just want to get to the second round. We just want yeah. to see the Chiefs no, here in you. Buffalo after the way the season has ended a couple of times in Kansas City, um, for sure. But you know, today's game, guys, real quick. So today's game is, you know, I, I just it's one of those teams you can't let hang around, right? The right. Steelers. We know they're going to try and grind the ball down and shorten the game, and that that has been going back to your question, Josh, about you know the the season kind of a, a ride. The Bills have lost to underwhelming teams this year. Their losses have been. They've lost to the Jets. They lost to the Patriots. You know, they lost to the Denver Broncos. And the reason they lost those games, they let teams hang around. You can't let the Pittsburgh Steelers hang around. You just got to put them away and, you know, try to get to next week. And that's what today is about. All right. Thanks for a few minutes. Enjoy afternoon football today on a Monday. Cool.
All right, guys, you too. Thank you. <laughs> See Sal Capaccio, the sideline reporter. Talk to you Friday. For the Buffalo Bills and host on <laughs> our sibling station, WGR in, in Buffalo. But he, he, I mean, he does bring up good points. Like, Buffalo's going to be playing tight today. There's no question about it. Pittsburgh has nothing to lose. There's literally nothing to lose, right? They shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They have nothing to lose in this game. I love the teams that go in with nothing to lose playing against a team like Buffalo, who Oof. every year has suffered a horrible, horrible playoff exit. Buffalo's going to be tight. Pittsburgh's playing with nothing to lose today. I think it's going to be a lot closer that, game than we than we anticipated. I think Buffalo wins, but by God, I'm going to be in silver and black today, screaming "Go Steelers!" And, and you know how our you know fan our, our collective fandom works. Yeah, they're going to be talking people out of like looking to the Chiefs matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, all day long leading up to this game, they're like, oh, oh yeah. no, there's a game today, people. There's right. a game today, people. Right. <laughs> but the but, but there, there's also people out there who believe that they don't want Houston coming in there. You mentioned it earlier. Give me spags against a rookie quarterback any day at home. Heck yeah. I couldn't believe the people yesterday who were responding to me on Twitter saying, I don't know that we want to face Houston. You'd rather go to Buffalo? You'd rather go to Buffalo no. than face CJ no. Stroud in your own in your no, own crib? You'll take the home well, one. Do you take the rookie quarterback right. at home? Uh, might we have another coaching opening today? Has it happened yet? Nope. I no. looked up and just right. didn't. We'll see, though. There's a few minutes. We'll check on it next. Fesco in the morning. If my neighbor came over and snuck zucchini onto my porch, I think I'd have him arrested. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. has one catch on four targets. Second and two here, though. Here's Prescott over the middle. It's going to be picked off. And no one in front of him. Darnell Savage. Touchdown. The call on Fox yesterday as Dallas does, well, Dallas playoff things and loses to the Green Bay Packers, thumped by the Green Bay Packers. That's a beatdown, man. Oh, that was that was, dis- that was just a destruction by Green Bay. It's- Dak Prescott and Joe Flacco threw more touchdowns to the other team than they did to their own team this weekend. I'm convinced Dallas is America's team because there's fans, and then there's fans that don't like them. Oh, absolutely. And against them, and yeah. it's just the perfect. It's just the perfect team. Yep, they still are America's team because as many people revel in the joy of seeing them lose as probably uh, root for them to win. And it's going to get a huge number regardless oh, of what the geez, final yes. score was because people like the Green Bay Packers as well. They're kind of a team that everybody kind of identifies with and watches and, and, and whatnot. And then you have Dallas. And and being raised a Giants fan, I've always hated the Dallas Cowboys. They're a team that I could never stand to root for. And, they, and they've done nothing. I mean, it's been a generation since the Cowboys have been relevant. And that's why I've been calling them the Dallas Browns because they're the same as Cleveland. There's no difference between the Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. It's the same franchise. Um, and and, and Jerry Jones is the greatest P.T. Barnum this side of P.T. Barnum. I mean, he puts up a a, a, a a big top, and everybody gathers and watches the circus. And and that's what it was again yesterday. I mean, Dallas is great in the regular season, and they're just awful in the postseason. And can we, can we stop saying that Dak Prescott is a good quarterback and one of the better quarterbacks in the league? I mean, like, everybody every year falls back into this trap that Dak Prescott is good. Dak Prescott is a very average quarterback who doesn't know how to win big games, good just like Tony Romo was. Good yeah. regular season quarterback. But we don't that's, judge that's seasons Dallas, on the regular season. That's but, the but Dallas this year, way right, right now. It is, but right? like this year we made so many rash judgments and so many 
decisions based on what we're watching in the regular season. And I've been telling you for how many years now, Josh, the regular season is meaningless. It's what you do in the playoffs that matters. And Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb were putting up, you know, uh, video game type Can't numbers. Validate it in the postseason. Beating it's the no Giants good. by 40 on opening night, the Jets by 40 the next week. Like, you're going out there and you're beating up on the sisters of the poor. And then when it gets time to play a real football game, you don't know what you're doing. Regular season football is so meaningless when you're a team like the Kansas City Chiefs or you're a team like the Dallas Cowboys. It's what you do in January that matters. Do you think the Buffalo Bills care at all of what we talked about of their regular season? They're in the playoffs now. That's all that matters yeah, they gotta is win what a game, happens in January. You know? Baltimore being talked about as the best team in the AFC right now. They've done nothing in the playoffs they in a very a long time. They, they got to win, win a game. game. <laughs> San Francisco has been you know, told, they're, oh, they're so good. How about Philadelphia? They've stunk for the last six weeks, but nothing matters because you're playing a game tonight. It's what you do in January, and that's how your legacy is ultimately defined. Derek Jeter wasn't the best shortstop in baseball in his era because he was a great regular season shortstop. That cat showed up when it mattered most and made plays in the postseason. That's how you become a superstar. That's how you become a great athlete by showing up. Dak Prescott is Joe Flacco. Da- He's not even as good as Joe Flacco. Dak Prescott. It was Joe Flacco Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, not Joe Flacco, like. Yeah. The- the one that won. Not the one that won. Joe Flacco. This past Joe Flacco. Like the pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like, like Dak Prescott is no better than Kyler Murray. Dak Prescott is no better than Geno Smith. He's no better than Kirk Cousins. He's no better than any of these guys. Carson Wentz, who almost got into a game yesterday. Like until you win in the postseason, you're just a guy, man. You're just a guy. Dak Prescott is no better than Trevor Lawrence. He's no better than than, than uh, in, in there a Trevor Simeon that somehow played quarterback in this league. Like that's where Dak Prescott is. He is a very average, overhyped quarterback because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. And now they're stuck with a contract they probably like to get out of. I told you at the time not to sign Dak Prescott. He's not that good, but I'm an idiot. I'm always told I'm an idiot because I don't buy into Dak Prescott. He sucks. When it matters most, he stinks out loud. Uh, Spot Rack says there, potential out, there is potential out for them before next season. Um, requires some some dead cap, but we'll see if they make the move at, at quarterback. He's not a winner. Or at least uh, don't extend and uh, and then try to find your next guy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones, meanwhile, everybody believes he's going to fire the head coach. Right. We'll see. That hasn't happened as of yet. Uh, but, man, the crowd around Jerry Jones in the hallway in Dallas is just always such a scene to me. Did you see any of him walking to the locker room videos? You know, oh. like. <laughs> it's amazing to think about. I mean, one, the demand for it. Right. The two that he, he'll give it to you. He gives it to you. And it's fast. Yeah. Like, I don't know that he takes the cooling off period. Like, after the game. I'm watching the game. I and like then, the fact that he's that he's a man and he stands up there and answers I'm, to I'm it. I'm watching the game and it's just over. And I'm watching and they're still doing stuff. And then I look at I look at Twitter and there's already quotes of Jerry Jones. I'm like, did they, did they ambush him right outside of his suite? He did. My goodness. You better believe it. They uh, but, did. Uh, but Jerry held court post game about the, uh, the future of the mainly the coach. I, I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching, anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit uh, and uh uh, this is uh, one of my most surprises 
since I've been involved in One of my most surprises. I would agree. Is, uh, uh, that degree, I know how disappointed everybody is. It's all my comment. In terms of playoff losses, where does this one rank for you? Up there. Well, I don't have, uh, uh, really this one rank? can't reach back Who's and ranking look at the playoff, playoff losses. Loss, uh, uh, but this uh, uh, seems like the let me pull out uh, my list. The, the most uh, painful uh, because uh, we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team and uh, uh, thought that we were aligned in a great shape, in great shape, and. Uh, uh, but it didn't happen for us, and it's as fresh on me right now as it is on anybody else. But I don't, uh, I won't get into uh, any uh, of the uh, addressing of any aspects of it, any part of it, uh, from uh, the coaching to the players to what's around the corner. Uh, uh, on a personal basis, I'm, I'm forward, and so uh, uh, not that. There's any world's smallest violin for me being floored. I get that. I understand that. And uh, I know where the responsibility starts and ends. And I've got that real clear, and I know that. But that's not the point. The point is that uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, disappointed for everybody. When will you sit down, Mike, and kind of talk about everything? I haven't thought about that. Your thoughts on how Dak played tonight? Again, I'm not, uh, I haven't thought about it at all. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the second half to start thinking, yeah. Jer. It's pretty evident how Oof. Dak played, Jerry. Oof. Not very good. So, uh, the. Wave to Clark today on Preston Road when you guys see each other getting the paper. You know, the, the speculation to me is. I guess admit that it's speculation. No one knows inside Jerry's brain unless Jerry is talking overtly to people. Nothing has happened. Correct. Okay? Yeah. Just to me, silly. So if you believe, oh, well, he's hiring Pelich based on what? Mm-hmm. Based on that? Because he didn't say anything there. Right. Uh, but anyway, if you're looking at the odds, Belichick a one to two favorite. Yeah, he's to minus two hundred. <laughs> uh, Mike Vrabel three to one. Yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn at eight to one. Yep. I don't think they're going to keep Dan Quinn after that defensive no, performance. I would think not. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh was interviewing today with the Chargers. Right. Uh, eight to one. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Jimmy Johnson at a hundred to well, one. I mean, after that halftime speech that we'll play a little bit later on. I mean, that was really was good. And then Jerry Jones, a thousand to one. Like, why not? Like, right. just, just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Just do it yourself. You deleted one there a second ago. Bobby Slowicki. You took off the, uh, I the did. Board I did. And, I and no eight to one. No one knows who he is. <laughs> he's, he's the Houston. Off- you better know who he is. Nobody knows he's who he is. the Houston offensive coordinator. Don't you understand? He's now the hottest name oh, because sure. of the way they went out there sure. and pounded the Browns the other day. Yeah. Come on, Josh. Know your know your six month no. fresh faced, unshaven ability coaches be, so they can is. be head coaches. Bobby Slowicki will be the head coach of somebody. Mm. Six Ten Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD Two Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Actually, I would think a Bobby Slowicki, Slowick, whatever, um, would have a great chance because you got to work with Jerry, and Jerry's mm-hmm. in charge. That's why right. I, I'm curious. Like the Belichick, oh, he's going to hire Belichick. Is he really? Is Belichick going to be able to? Going to go somewhere where he's got to be a yes man? See, I've heard that Jerry Jones doesn't want to hire, and I forget where I heard this one. Jerry Jones doesn't want to hire anybody more famous than him. Well, Bill Belichick would be more famous for you. I, I think, think Vrabel I think, would be a nice fit in Dallas. I think, I think Belichick. It'd be it'd be great if he said, "I want to go and be the coach somewhere." Mm-hmm. 
I want to establish somebody that I can trust. But is that Jerry Jones? Right. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. You come to Dallas, you go, Jerry, I need you out of the way. Right. And then it's back to, well, he's gonna, then Belichick's got too much power. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I don't see that as the right fit. No, I don't either. I, I, I think it would be great, though, for us. I mean, oh, <laughs> for, 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 what for sure. We do. The dynamic of it all would be fantastic. great. Fantastic, yeah. But where else is Bill Belichick going to go to pass Shula? I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like Atlanta, if you get a quarterback, he has the opportunity but is Dallas to do that. a great that. place to I, do I, that? I don't know that I know Dallas that is. That, that, but you're talking about regular season wins, okay? We're not McCarthy, talking about playoffs. That's true. Mike McCarthy's like 12, you know, the 12, 12 wins. wins. Okay, yeah. 12 wins, 12 wins. But you got now a quarterback question. Right. Do you want to move forward with that? You could cut away from it this year. You definitely don't want to be in the camp of all, you know, you need to think about an extension, right? Well, if that's not your guy, you got to... Uh, they got some other finances coming. They got they got some people to pay yep. or not pay, or they got a lot of stuff happening there. I don't think that's a great job. I don't think it's. A, I think it's a terrible job. I wouldn't take that job if I was Bill Belichick. I would take the Atlanta job and go get Kirk Cousins and saddle up and 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 bring him to Atlanta and try to win. I saw Matt Ryan yesterday say it'd be very hard for the Falcons to hire. Bill Belichick because of the 28 to three Super Bowl. And I'm like, really? You're not going to hire a guy because he beat your ass in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a stupid way to look at something. I mean, they always say, if you can't beat him, join him. And if you have an opportunity to hire Bill Belichick, but your only hesitation is that he came back from a 25 point deficit and beat you in the Super Bowl. That's a ridiculous reason not to hire Bill Belichick. If you don't want to hire Bill Belichick, because you think the game has passed him by, then that's one thing. But to say, well, we can't hire him because he beat us in the Super Bowl is ridiculous. Mm. Mm -mm -mm.